Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. While I'm maturing, God has a plan for me. And he has a purpose for me, and it's integrated into the larger scope of what he's doing in the world. You see, God loves the whole world. Lost people matter to God. And God wants to give the call and does give the call to everyone to respond. Now, the way God works is he actually works through people, through you and me. It's so wonderful to have the knowledge of being redeemed. Being free from the grip of sin and knowing there's a better way to live. Wonderful. God has created us with the need to get into a closer relationship with Him. As Pastor Mark is teaching, staying at the beginning of our journey as Christ followers isn't what God intended. He wants us to grow and mature. It's the only way to stay out of the clutches of our old way of life. It's also the only way to be useful to God. We need to reach out and touch others with God's love so they will have a chance to know Him too. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in Philippians chapter 3 with part 1 of his message called One. Philippians chapter 3. And as we get there, we're going to have an exciting time as we study God's Word today. So just keep your hands up. What comes to your mind this morning if I would mention this word? Investing. How many would be very excited about hearing that word? This is why we're not excited. We're in very uncharted times in our world, especially in the United States. And I know some of you are saying right now, well, Pastor Mark, we're glad you and Linda are back. But I came to church today to get away from all this stuff. The deficit, the plummeting stock market, the increasing unemployment, and the ugly politics everywhere. In fact, Pastor Mark, you don't know this, but my 401k this week became my 201k. So why in the world, Pastor Mark, would you talk about investing of all the things you could talk about? I don't want to hear it. Well, the reason I'm talking about it is we're picking up in the book of Philippians, and Paul talks about investing. But it's not investing financial things. It's about investing our lives for the kingdom of God. Now, before we learn how to invest our lives spiritually today from Paul, earlier Paul taught this principle. Paul says this, 
Don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? Now, the reason Paul starts out by saying, don't you realize, is the people in the church he was writing to didn't get it. So let's make sure we get it today. The minute you became a believer, God came to live inside you. Notice what it says. He lives in you, and you became the temple of the Holy Spirit. So God moved into our homes, to our lives, through the person of the Holy Spirit. Now, because he did that, notice the consequences. You do not belong to yourself. For God bought you with a high price, so you must honor God with your body. So when God moved in, no longer am I in charge of my life. Now that's a hard thing for lots of people to get their arms around. I am not in charge. God lives in me. I became his temple. So this morning, I want you to turn to your neighbor and say, basically like this, I'm not in charge anymore. Would you go ahead and do that to the neighbor right next to you? Now, some of you have been told that by your spouse forever. But this is a very different thing. So the last part of this verse then says this, because I'm no longer in charge... Here's the challenge. I must honor God. I must make God look good through my body. Now, that's not too bad if you're 18. (laughs) But as you get older, that's not what he's talking about. What he's talking about is this. My body is my body, soul, and spirit. So my responsibility today is to take whatever I am, by the grace of God, and use it to make God look good. I'm not out independent doing my own deal anymore. Those days are over. Now, remember, Paul said, don't you realize? Because the people may have realized it, but they didn't live like it. So we're going to learn how to actually do that, how to actually invest our lives. Now, when God came in to operate his house, which is you and me, he came in as two things. A servant, we're to be a servant, and we're to be a steward. We are to manage the house of God as a servant of God and as a steward of God. Those two things. So the first thing you want to write down is this. Christ followers are to invest themselves expanding the kingdom of God. So no longer is it about me, but it's about God in me. Now, we've asked you to turn to Philippians chapter 3. Let's get on to verse 12. Paul is writing the church at Philippi. And basically, let me give you a summary of this. Paul says this, I'm running a race like all of you are. I want to do it well. You're going to see key words as I go through, prize, goal, call of God, heaven, one. You're going to see lots of keywords. And Paul's basically saying this, I haven't arrived, you haven't arrived, but I'm striving to do all that God asked me to do. So let's read it. Verse 12, not that I've already obtained all this or have already been made perfect, but I press on 
I'm moving forward to take hold of that which Christ Jesus took hold of me. God changed me, so I'm going to honor him with my body. Now, brothers, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. I haven't arrived, but notice this. One thing I do. So there's focus. I forget what is behind, and I'm straining toward what is ahead. Some more key words. I press. I press on. It's going to require some discipline. Toward the, another key word, goal, to win the prize for which God has, here's a real key word, called me. God called me, and he called me from heaven in Christ Jesus. And then his focus is verse 15. All of us who are, circle this word in your Bible, all of us, he's writing to a church, who are mature spiritually. Now, why would Paul write, all of us who are mature? That means automatically, there were many Christ followers in the church that were immature. They weren't going for it. They weren't concerned about the spiritual race. And so he says, whoa, 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 wait a minute. All of us who are mature should take such a view of things. And by the way, if on some point you think differently, if you're like immature, I know that God will make it clear to you. And then he says this, by the way, if you're going to, if you if you're going to say that you're really going for it, then go for it. Look at verse 16. Only let us live up to what we have already obtained. So those key words there were for a reason. Paul was giving us, with those key words, press, one goal, prize, call. He was giving us words that reflect spiritual maturity. Paul loved to challenge believers to evaluate themselves in their race with God. So the key word this morning for all of us is the word one. Just say it with me. One. One. Just Just one. Look at verse 13. One thing I do. Paul says, I'm focusing on just one thing. There is one thing I'm pursuing, and it is simply has to do with the goal and the prize. Now, let me just take a a moment. What was the goal and the prize in the race that Paul was running? What's the goal and the prize in the race you're running? Well, the goal, of course, is heaven. The prize is hearing God say, when we get there, well done, good and faithful servant. We're all going to finish the race. How do we finish it? That was the goal. So Paul says, while I'm doing that, there is a focus. It's one. And I'm going to use this little ball this morning as one, as one. Not 20 balls, we'll see more later, trying to balance everything we have in our life, but just simply clarity in your life. Paul says, one thing I do, one thing. So what is the one thing he's talking about? Here's the key, write it down this morning. One, Paul is talking about fulfilling the call of God on his life. I'm to fulfill God's calling on my life. Now, remember, Paul said, my call heavenward. So when we see the scripture, 
the Bible tells us that God's purposes come from the call of God. Now, the call of God, there's basically three calls of God that we receive. Let me give you the first one. You don't need to write them down because these first two we've kind of gone through. The first call that we receive is the call to salvation. God wants everyone to be saved. You see, John 15 says this, Jesus speaking to his disciples. You didn't choose me. I chose you. So that's very different because most of us think, well, I'll just come to Christ whenever I feel like it. Well, you can't. The Bible says you can't come to Christ unless the Spirit draws you. If you're a Christ follower today, you heard the call of Christ, and then you responded to it. Remember the Apostle Paul? He was on the road killing Christians. He was doing his own thing. He thought it was right. And Paul didn't look up to God and go, okay, I'm ready to become a believer. No, Jesus called down and said, hey, Saul, what are you doing? The call came, and Paul went, whoa, whoa. So you can't become a believer until God calls you. And by the way, you can't know except on that day when God calls you. Now, God calls us at different times. And here's what people think. Well, if God calls me, I'll become a follower when I'm ready. No, you don't determine that. Now, until you respond to that call, Your life is a disaster. Your end is where you don't want to go. So the first call all of us have to do is the call to salvation. Second call that comes from God is the call to sanctification. Big word simply means this, mature in Christ, growing. So when God calls us, he doesn't just leave us there. He begins to change us like Jesus To think like Jesus, to act like Jesus, to speak like Jesus, to have the heart of Jesus. Those are the mature traits that God begins to do in our lives. Now, here's the third call. This is one we're going to talk about today. You can write it down. Call number three is God's call to service. God's call to service. While I'm maturing, God has a plan for me. And he has a purpose for me. And it's integrated into the larger scope of what he's doing in the world. You see, God loves the whole world. Lost people matter to God. And God wants to give the call and does give the call to everyone to respond. Now, the way God works is he actually works through people, through you and me. So God's going to make sure, because he designed me to serve him, and the way I serve God is serving others. You're going to hear the call of God, those of you that are going to become Christ followers today, through me, even though God's speaking to you. He uses human people almost always to do his work, and that work is serving. Now, look at the verse that shows us how this works. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. For we are God's workmanship. God created you, and he's working in you. And why did he create you? Created in Christ Jesus to do good works, to serve, to minister, to change other people's lives. Now, let me just stop there for a moment. Look at that. Most of the world gets confused with this verse. 
Most of the world, probably 99% of the people, when you ask them, why are you going to go to heaven? If they even believe in heaven, they'll say this, because I'm a good person. Well, that's incorrect. Good people don't go to heaven. You could never be good enough. Only forgiven people go. But after we're saved, then we prove that God lives in this by doing good works. So good works come after salvation. Salvation, those of you that will accept the Lord this morning, it's grace. You don't deserve it. You don't deserve to be forgiven. I don't deserve to be forgiven. It's God's grace because he loves us. So he says this, we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus, which God prepared in advance for us to do. See, this is the amazing thing. 6.5 billion people in the world, every one of them God has a plan for their life. Already created. Here's a plan for your life. Nothing happens by accident. And what we want to do is find that plan and work with it. His plans for us, Jeremiah 29, 11, are good. They're wonderful. So we were created to, to serve God. So the next one that I want you to write is this one. This is the key to our teaching today. One, I invest my life by serving God. Well, since God is in heaven, how can I do that? Well, I serve others. You see, there's only three things that are important in life. God, people, and our time. And so the priority is going to be to serve God, and I'm going to serve others. Now, exactly what do we have in our lives to invest? If I ask you today to look at your portfolio, your financial portfolio, those of you that have anything, you've already begun switching stuff, haven't you? To gold, to silver, to whatever. You're switching less and less and less. Because there's less and less and less. But what do you have? What do I have to invest in the spiritual things of God? Well, it's simple. Here we have at Calvary Chapel five core commitments. They come from the Bible. So here's what I want you to see. We are to contribute. This is one of our five C's. We're to contribute our assets spiritually. My spiritual bank account. I'm to contribute these things. My time, we'll put passion at the end, my talents, and my possessions. And I'm to do it with passion, with zeal, excited to serve. And you're going to see, as you look at these resources, we're going to ask you to evaluate them today, here and then at home, this week. To look at your time, How do you spend it? To look at your talents, where are you serving? And to look at your possessions, all the things you have, how are you using those? Now, every single one of us have a spiritual bank account that God's given us. And we're to invest that time. Everyone has the same amount of time. Everybody. How I use my time is very important. Second, talents. That's spiritual gifts. That's Romans Chapter 12, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, Ephesians chapter 4. We all have spiritual gifts and abilities. God's given us all. And he made us a body so that we couldn't do things by ourselves. We have to do it as a body. Third, we have possessions. We have money. We have resources. We have a home. We have our own selves to give to people. So there's lots of things that we do. And last, we're to invest those things because every person I'm speaking to has those three things. We're to invest it with passion. Now, why do I mean that? 
You see, passion is not an action only. It's an attitude. That's what serving's all about. I can serve with an action, but it has to be a passionate attitude because I get to, not that I have to. Now, as you look at that, how can you and I really be great investors? There's so many things happening in our life. It would be nice, as I say, we just want to focus on one thing, serving God with our gifts. But my life doesn't kind of look like this. Does your life kind of look like this? Does it? How many of you mothers, your life looks just like this this week because the kids went back to school? Let me see your hands. Ah, I got to get this. Gotta get this. You guys that are trying to switch your money from this, that, and the other, get up every morning, oh, my God. And we're, we're just, we got so many things on our plates. Well, how can I go from that picture to one? One way to put God in the center of everything. Now, I want you to look at this ball again. What that really means is this. In my life, with everything I have, my time, my possessions, my talents, everything that I'm doing, involved in. And by the way, my life is just like yours. No different. Just a million things happening. But what Paul is saying is, as I serve God, God is the center of my life. Everything I'm doing in my life revolves around God. Here's the problem. We've switched it. And we become God. And then God, we just say, God, it help. Please come in and help. I can't even help you. No, that's not the way you do life. God is to be the one because it's his body. It's not our body anymore. He has to be the center. And how do I do that when I've got all these balls juggling all these responsibilities? How in the world do I do it? I want to give you three or four ways to do that this morning. Number one, write this down. We have to realize we are responsible to God for the investing of our lives. You see, every Christ follower is responsible for serving God with their time, their talents, their possessions. Paul says, I'm running my race. One thing, Paul said, I do. Somebody else can't do it for me. One thing I do. Now, here's two words that we don't like very often. The words are responsible and accountable. But Paul wanted, as a pastor, the people he was teaching to understand that they would be responsible for what they did with their time, talents, and possessions, and what kind of attitude they had, because one day they were going to stand before God and give an account. In today's teaching, Pastor Mark reminded us that God, the Holy Spirit, lives in us. It's quite a mind-blowing thing to consider, but it's awesome that the God who wants us to live a different kind of life gives us the power to do so. God's also called all of us to do more for Him after we answer the call to receive salvation. 
And if we'll trust Him, He'll help us to accomplish those too. Lessons for Living is the teaching ministry of Pastor Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. We have multiple campuses to reach those living in Melbourne, Sebastian and Vieira. All campuses meet each weekend and on Wednesdays to spend time collectively raising our voices in worship to our Most High God and studying the truth and blessings found in His Word. For more information, directions, and service times, visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and click on the church link at the bottom of the page. Next time, Pastor Mark will continue the teaching called One. He will keep speaking about the three callings that God has placed on the lives of everyone. We'll also learn about the responsibilities we as Christ followers have in regards to investing our lives into the growth of God's kingdom. We will be reminded that time on this earth is finite. We don't have time to waste. We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue teaching through this series, Contagious Outrageous Joy. That's next time on Lessons for Living. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.